Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorkong, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives right after they put out important news. And today's executive, Shafin Diamond, has put out massive news. We're going to talk about that in a second. He's CEO of Victory Square Technologies. You can see that right behind him on the, on the screen. Trade on the CSC under VST. For our friends in the U.S., VSQTF. And for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt, 6F6. Guys, what we love about Victory Square is this. You know the Agorcom thesis. This decade is going to create three times more wealth than the last three decades combined in the world of small cap disruptive tech. AR, VR, all those great things. Esports, it's all coming together. Victory Square, what it does is gives you, the investor, access to a basket of the best startups with maximum growth potential, especially for those of you who don't have the time to do all the due diligence, don't have the time to go find the public companies, let alone the private companies you'd never have access to anyways, but Victory Square does. More than just investing in them, they build, acquire, invest in these startups. Then they provide the senior leadership and resource. So let's just write a check and go away. They actually bring it into the Victory Square family and help these companies grow. So they're almost hitting the ground running which is a great sweet spot. Uh, and like I said, their sweet spot is the cutting edge tech that's shaping the fourth industrial revolution. The press release we're talking about came out, went out April 30th, net income, 19.7 million, positive earnings per share, 30 cents uh, for all of fiscal 2020. Shafin, congratulations, man. Welcome back. Thanks, George. Thanks for having us. Fantastic numbers. Uh, before we get into some of the details about them, I want to I want to talk more about the big picture. Is this the inflection year for Victory Square? Absolutely, and, and you know, just first off, I you know I think I want to send a special thank you to all of our shareholders, you know, for all their support and our entire team for you know kind of delivering those because you know building a company is the ultimate team sport, and we're very fortunate to have that team. But it is an inflection point. Um, Anyone that's followed our story, uh, we started in 2017. Uh, in 17 and 18, um, you, you know, we planted the first seeds. You know, there's about 13 to 15 companies that were planted. Like you mentioned in your intro, our business model is to kind of, you know, identify those, those disruptive entrepreneurs and companies, work with them. That process takes about 36 to 48 months um, until they're ready to monetize and scale. And so 2020 was an inflection year because it marked the 36-month you know, point uh, where some of the companies that had materialized had started to spin out, you know, case and study, Fans Unite uh, and Victory Square Health, which were, you know, two, uh, you know, big, big, big success stories from 2020. But going into 2021, we've got Game On and Immersive, yeah. um, you know, already ready and teed up to go. And inflection point is a key word because on a go forward basis, not only do we have, you know, companies from that earlier portfolio they're going to be spun out this year, next year, and onwards. But we've also started to plant seeds for what's going to be harvested next. And we've talked about things in, you know, the renewable space and the, you know, genomic space. And and so it's an exciting point. And I think uh, investors should get, you know, used to these types of, um, you know, this type of performance and and results on an ongoing basis. Yeah, in, in layman's terms, you're a farmer. Your first crop has come in. It's a successful crop. And now you're in, the, you know, three years ago, my, people might've been saying, I don't know, Shafin's, uh, you know, planting those seeds. Is he going to grow anything? We're not sure. But now that you've had your first harvest, a great harvest, 
and you're planting again, and then you're harvesting and planting, man, this is how big uh, companies like yours are built. At the end. Like you think about the traditional VC funds out of Silicon Valley, right? They got to wait for the first crop of winners to come in. But then is it fair to say that as you get more resources, you're going to be able to plant more and more seeds. So the foundation of Victory Square every couple of years just goes bang, bang, bang. Is that, is that the right? And now you're on that path. Is that the right way to look at it? Yeah. And there's two things I would say. One, to your point, one of the benefits of VST is that there's just not one crop. We've got multiple yeah. you know, seeds and multiple crops planted. So it's not a one trick pony. And that diversification uh, for investors, including myself as the largest shareholder, is very, very important because you know, if, if one sector or one space comes under fire, we've got, you know, 20 plus other companies in that. Um, the other point I would say is it's a, you know, we're, we're hitting the VST flywheel. Um, so those, you know, the, the past 36 months, like you said, was building the foundation, building the infrastructure, building the ecosystem, um, you know, building a brand in, you know, in the market for investors. And now that flywheel starts, is starting to, 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 to kick in and it started in 2020 where you'll start to see this bang, 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 bang um, expansion of, of the business model uh, yeah. and the results. And, and one other thing to note too is, as these first companies get spun up and unlock value, uh, a couple of things happen. One, that value, uh, and let's say VST selling off a position at a significantly higher valuation in some, in some of those portfolio companies, we can reinvest to compound that growth. Um, self-fund the business on an ongoing basis and two for shareholders um, also we've communicated this and this is you know the plan for this year is a share dividend where investors start to realize not only how you know what the value proposition is how VST makes money but most importantly how does it benefit you know me as a shareholder uh, as this business continues to grow so there are a number of things a from the fact that there's just not one crop or one seed there's multiple ones you have that diversification um, you know, two, the flywheel is in motion and it started in 2020. It's going to, you know, continue, uh, you know, onwards and the ability to compound, you know, the growth uh, by being able to self-finance, you know, whatever expansion power we want to do. So, yeah. And, and you're not just a net asset value play. It's not just, it's not just a case. I like what you said there about the distribution. It's not just a case of, all right, George, we're really good at what we do and the value of all our portfolio companies are growing and that should reflect in the in the share price you're actually giving a nice piece back to uh, your current investors right absolutely i mean i think that's exciting you don't see that very often in the small cap world well you know i think for us it's not vsc is not a short-term trend you know it's, it's we're looking at this long term um and we want you know we don't want them we don't want to refer to our our, our you know supporters as shareholders they're share owners um and right. you know, to to respect them we need to provide value and deliver value on an annual basis. And what best, better way than a dividend, I think, uh, you know, and, and myself as the largest shareholder, I, I don't intend to sell my VST shares. So, you know, to, to benefit on that growth uh, year over year, in addition to the share price would be to, you know, kind of get a dividend. And we feel like that's, it all. it's also great for our portfolio companies because our share owners follow their story. And when they're ready to be spun yeah. out, they now have a foundational uh, base of, of, of supporters as well. So we think it's kind of a win-win all, all around. Yeah. And I pounded the table on so many years with so many previous clients saying, give something back to the shareholders a little bit, you know, for their patients, reward them. Cause if it's just always build, 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 and someday, you know, especially in the mining world, 
you know, where they never get anything back. Sometimes it's just you, the, the shareholders don't, I feel like share owners. I love the fact yeah. that you're, and that's not just a planned word. So brilliant. Can't wait to see what more you're going to be spinning out. Before we move into a couple of questions, remind everyone, because there are going to be new people watching now and listening to this because of that great result. That headline's going to grab a lot of attention. Uh, remind people, we once spoke about your four pillars of what you invest in. Uh, you're definitely in what we call cutting edge technology, but what are your four pillars that you had talked about once where, where you really like to focus? Yeah, so from a pillar perspective, I mean, we, we referenced this fourth industrial, you know, kind of revolution. Um, and this is where uh, you see innovation platforms that are going to dictate and disrupt the next, you know, what we believe 10, 20, uh, you know, plus years. Uh, in the past, you would reference, you know, the steam engine, electricity, even personalized computers and see what the impact that had on, you know, on, on all of our different business sectors. On a go forward basis, we've kind of planted our seed in businesses where we define as next generation internet uh, in the digital health space or you know what we refer to as circular the circular economy so you're seeing companies that are in uh so our portfolio is about 20 plus companies but digital health blockchain cloud computing iot augmented and virtual reality uh our mission for vst so shareholders uh share owners that can invest in vst on in the frankfurt the us or, or canada are getting you know ground floor access to what we believe are going to be the next generation of, of, of tech giants we do all the vetting. We're all, you know, aligned with management. So management's the largest investors, myself included, in the business. And uh, that's the, the value proposition. We're giving investors access to 23 plus companies, diverse portfolio, all in this cutting edge fourth industrial kind of revolution. We do all the vetting work. We've, you know, aligned with management and invested uh, in this. And 2020, like you mentioned, is, a, is an example of of the results of that hard work. Uh, and what's really, and, and before we move on to immersive, I want to talk about that a second uh, and even game on. Uh, what's really exciting is all of these, all of these pillars that you talk about don't just exist on their own. You know, telemedicine is going to converge with augmented reality, with artificial intelligence, uh, even, even, you know, even drone technology at the end of the day, where you're going to have first responders responding to a wearable that's got artificial intelligence uh, that's tracking my health to show up and say, hey, George, there's a 68% chance you have a heart attack in the next 45 minutes. So we, ju we just showed up. So I'm so excited to see what you guys are going to do uh, in this. And I know a lot of people don't think long term like this, but for this decade, I can't I can't wait to see what you guys are going to provide to shareholders for the decade. Let's move on to immersive. So fantastic financials. Uh, another one of the crops is immersive tech. You guys close and oversubscribed. Uh, financing there. W what's going on with Immersive? What's next steps as far as when do you think it's going to come to market? And uh, and maybe tell us a little bit about why you think it's so exciting. Because I look at the videos on the Immersive's website and I'm just blown away by what they're doing inside these containers with these uh, virtual reality games. So uh, immersive, immersive, a couple of you know important factors. One, it's a, a wholly owned subsidiary of VST. So there's that you know close to 100% ownership now you know, it's shrunk down as we brought in new investors into it. You know, it, it's, it's important to note that this was an idea that was conceptualized in VST, uh, surrounded a really, really strong kind of team that had had a experience in the virtual and augmented reality space. The company had previously built experiences for large, you know, companies like Intel, eBay, ESPN. So 
smart team validated product for large customers. They'd had million dollars of revenue growth year over year. And 2020 was again, an inflection point for them where they introduced a new product and you kind of referenced it, which is uncontained where they're building these, you know, it's location-based entertainment. So a lot of people feel post COVID, there's going to be this roaring twenties where people are going to want to go out, travel, Absolutely. visit family entertainment centers. And so one of their really exciting products is a product that crosses the chasm of uh, bricks and mortar and this whole digital world that, you know, the last 18 months has kind of forced people into, into digitizing pretty much everything. So this first product, which is kind of a storage container, um, which can be set up on site or in a parking lot, um, allows for six players to come in and experience a, a completely virtual experience. Uh, they built content. Uh, so there's a great storyline storyline in space that's been written by writers that have produced you know, content for Netflix. But what's exciting about this, in addition to an, you know, this, this, this experience and the story and narrative that you're going into as a, as a player um, with a VR headset and in VR, the, store, the unit itself has, you know, uh, heat sensors, moving floors, there's like, you know, haptics. It's as if you're going to a VR experience where you're walking around, you can touch, feel the scent. The entire experience basically immerses you into that environment that, that you're seeing. And what's exciting is, you know, not only will you have that one experience, but you'll have multiple experiences. And this storage container, um, they've already started to, you know, distribute and sell it to their, you know, client bases that they sold previous product to. So you'll start to see these pop up all over the U.S. It's a great business model in that the entire sector and space is significant, but there's a very, very basic business model in you deliver a unit, the unit has a certain cost, the company gets paid for that unit, and they make a re reoccurring revenue model on a monthly basis on how well that unit per performs. And then they update that container with new content. Um, and I don't want to get too carried away, but there's a whole metaverse, uh, you know, concept attached. And to the it. only way to get people, I, I, I know where you're going and you almost can't do justice with words, right? Especially if you're listening by podcast, you have to go to immersive, I-M-M-E-R-S-I-V-E tech, immersivetech.co to visually see what Shafin's referring to, because it just won't do it justice, right? So no matter how much you and I talk about it, but I see it. And let me tell you how, how, how excited it makes me. I've already started thinking about who do I know that runs real world operations and has a parking lot that isn't being used enough where we can drop these around Toronto, right? Yeah. That's how powerful I think this is. When's it going public? Uh, so they should be listed, I think, July-ish of this year. So I know the process has already started. Like you mentioned, they closed that, you know, they wanted to do a small kind of pre-public pre round. Uh, there was a bit of demand. So they kind of, you know, took a bit, uh, you know, some more money in, but July would be the listing date. Um, but yeah, exciting. Check out the, the URL, check out the video. Like I think George, like you said, I think people will see, um, it'll do more more justice than-, than, than Yeah, you, you have to see it guys. You absolutely have to see it. Uh, and, but that's it again, for everybody who's watching at home, you even you wouldn't have been able to invest in this opportunity. You would not have been able to invest in immersive, uh, no matter how much you loved it if you saw it. But when you invest in Victory Square, you're, when you're a Victory Square share owner, right? You get to to uh, you get to grow with Victory Square and immersive and, and those kind of investments. Which I think is fantastic. Uh, another one you put out news about an LOI to invest in a renewable energy company, Stardust Solar. Yeah. Now, devil's advocate. Solar seems like a pretty crowded space. 
So what makes Stardust uh, so unique, so different? So there are a couple of interesting things about Stardust. One, the founder of Stardust was a, a founder that BST had worked with in the past, Mark Tadros, and had success with in the fantasy sports space. space. So really positive experience first go around. So we know whom we're working with and we know what the, the capabilities of this, of this founder are. But like you said, the, the space is, you know, there's definitely a lot of players going into that. But again, we look 10, 20 years out. Uh, renewables is not going away. Uh, we're in the first inning. It's going to continue to grow. What's interesting about what Stardust has built is that they've built an ecosystem. We like these ecosystem type businesses. So by ecosystem, they've got training schools on both the West and East Coast of, of Canada. So they've tra trained over 2,000 solar installation professionals in Canada alone. So what that does is that allows us to have access to the, you know, like the, the next generation of solar installers uh, based throughout, uh, throughout Canada. The second step is all of those uh, installers uh, or, or solar professionals that come through their, their, their schools source product from them. So now they're also setting, selling product to- Built-in customer base. Yeah, so there's a revenue and margin model on both of those two, two elements. The third is all of those people that go through can franchise, uh, take, you know, have a buy into a Stardust franchise, which they've already started to do you know, around, around Canada, which is another business, um, business model there. But the last, which is interesting, when you have an anchor, so you've got professionals, franchises, distribution, you know, across, let's just say Canada for that matter. Great business, man. Then can you then can push product within that pipeline. So they're already producing product within that pipeline, but there's an R&D lab uh, that Stardust has where they're working on solar panels and other types. So I don't want to give away text, you know, solar uh, panels attached to textiles uh, as you're looking on the second order effect or third order effect. So you're talking about the clothing, hats, Clothing, yeah, hats, um, you know, they're, 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 I don't want to give it away because there's some, some really, really interesting projects, which was what we really were interested in when we looked at that, that venture. But again, sector renewable, which is not going away. Very, very good founder whom we've had experience working with and they've built infrastructure. So they've got the schools on both, both, both sides of the country. They've trained professionals. So they've got over 2000 connection points within just Canada alone. So we're going yeah. to the US very shortly. Um, they're already servicing product within that pipeline, setting up franchises. And now this R&D lab that we've been looking at with them, um, there's some interesting products that we want to kind of be a part of, which we think are going to be game changing. So um, for all those reasons, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be, be something we're, we're excited to share more of as that story kind of um, continues. Yeah, I absolutely love that model. They, they're, they're training them, then they're turning them to customers, then they're maybe even turning them into franchisees. It's just a fantastic, you know, I'm almost jealous of that business model. I think that, I think that's a fantastic business model. The, the one thing to note too is in each of our businesses, that's, there's a steady stream of revenue. Yes, we're shooting for the, the moon. Yes, we're trying to be very disruptive and, and be game changers. But when you have an anchor that generates cash flow and revenue on a quarterly basis, that allows you to, you know, to, to be more aggressive on that side. So it's a really key element to the business as opposed to being in a business where the business itself can't self-finance growth or R&D development. So there, there are some interesting things that were very attractive on that business, uh, you know, from a grow for a bit, grow, go for a basis in that it generates cash flow, positive cash flow. Last question for you. Um, 
technology is moving faster than ever now. Uh, and th that's just what we see, what we know. AI is moving fast. V virtual reality is moving fast. AR, renewable. But that also means that there are new industries that are moving fast that we've never even heard of. Uh, NFTs, six, seven months ago, was the domain of a very small, tiny percentage of the world who knew it, though, and now they've exploded. And there are so many things going on in decentralized finance and, and blockchain. Are there, are there any industries going forward that you guys are looking at right now saying, in addition to what the world knows Victory Square for, we, wanna, we also want to take a keen interest in these up-and-coming industries? Yeah, so you mentioned a couple of them. The way we always look at things is people always want to eat, work, play. Like there's certain things that are basic. Uh, what changes is, you know, how uh, how those services are, you know, how companies deliver those services to those people. And so we always look at those companies that are on the, the cusp of, you know, the new breed of companies that's reimagining how, how to deliver those services to customers. So a couple of things you mentioned, apart from renewables um, and apart from like, you know, the digital health space is one where we've been focused on a lot of second and third, you know, order effective things. As telehealth, we'd look at as first order. There's some interesting things we're looking at from a diagnostic and you know, uh, genomics side of things, which to us is, 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 a, is a big focus of ours. But you, you point to a couple of things like, you know, decentralized finance, uh, NFTs. Those are two spaces which fall into this, you know, this, this web 3.0 kind of decentralization movement, which we think is going to be big. And so we've got a lot of a lot of uh, projects kind of in that mix that we haven't communicated yet. Some we have. Um, there's one which you and I talked about before we you know we went live on the interview, which is around this creator space. We really believe that the creator economy. There's this you know Mark Andreessen said software is eating the world. This was you know a coin phrase that he had from 10, 15 years ago. And we almost think creator you know creators are going to you know eat the world. And um, define for everyone what are creators. So, so creators, you've seen these platforms like Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, Etsy, these platforms have allowed individual entrepreneurs to come on and create a product and service and build an audience. Now, they don't have to build a billion dollar company, but they can, they can build an audience around something very passionate about them. There's this, this great piece on a thousand you know, um, loyal followers is, is better than a million likes um, because those thousand followers will, you know, will, if they're niche and focused, uh, will support initiatives from a creator. And you've seen these platforms like YouTube and, and, and Reddit and all these, you know, Pinterest have allowed for people, to, have allowed for creators or independent entrepreneurs to find a following globally somewhere on the internet, like a thousand loyal followers. So we think that that's going to become more and more of a commonplace. And there's this space about, around social tokens and creator coins, which again, I don't want to ramble you too far off, but there's some interesting things we're working on that I think people are going to hear about over the next couple of weeks and months because we've got some anchor, anchor projects in those spaces. And that's a great way to end it, Sheffin, because again, the value proposition of Victory Square. There are a lot of smart investors that watch this, a lot of smart investors that listen to this, but the fact of the matter is, even for me, and I pride myself on always, I founded Goracom 24 years ago. Uh, almost to the day and constantly, constantly staying ahead of what's next. What's next. And even for me, it's starting to get almost a little too fast for me to try to show my hand almost a little too fast for me to grasp. And, and, and I'm, I'm chasing it a lot more. Well, that only means for investors at home, for most of them, there's just no way to keep up with it. So 
there's two things you can do if you're at home. You either say, all right, that's it. You know, there's no way for me to keep up. So I might as well just look at something else. Or you say to yourself, I know that this next phase of disruptive tech is going to be bigger than anything that's ever come across the face of the planet history. And I can't keep up with it, but I'm going to keep up with it through Victory Square. I'm just going to invest in the company and then I'll, I'll benefit from that. We can't tell you to do that for everybody at home. We're not telling you to do that. Uh, you've got to do your due diligence. But the fact of the matter is, what are your options if, if you don't, if you're not one of the rare 1.1% of people who keep on top of all this, what are your options? I mean, Shafin, you, I, I bet you must be reading throughout the night plenty of times where you're just trying to keep up with what's new, what's going on. Even for, yeah, even for myself and for our team, it's like you said, it's very hard to, uh, to keep up. I think for us, again, building an ecosystem, you know, the idea of a, a, a team, you know, a, in, in having that, those resources that specialize in those different sectors so that we're not missing out. We're getting access again to some of these, you know, top minds and top in, in these top sectors and spaces. And again, as an investor myself, this is the idea, like you pointed out, investors can get access. They don't have to miss out. Um, they get access to a diverse portfolio of all of these emerging things. So we'll do the job of keeping up to speed with everything and we'll share it with our share owners um, so that they, they feel a part of all of those sectors that we are, we, we're a part of. And there's management alignment, like as the largest shareholder, um, I'm putting my money, you know, where, where my mouth is and yeah. I'm incentivized for this to do well. We are incentivized for this to do well. So, you know, uh, again, this diverse portfolio uh, and, and access uh, really allows people to not, not get left behind. And again, like you said, technology is moving at such a rapid, rapid pace. So it's hard to keep up. And for everybody at home, more than just lip service, it's not just Shafin talking his book. The company announced April 30th, Record net income, 19.7 million and positive earnings per share of 30 cents for fiscal 2020. They're not just talking the talk, they're walking the talk. Uh, they're walking the walk. Shafin, thanks so much for joining us. Can't wait to have you back on because we're going to be talking about Game On pretty soon, immersive, and even more, you know, seed planting that you guys are doing and harvesting. You're now in seed planting and harvesting mode and can't wait to have you back. Thanks so much, and thank you for everyone for tuning in. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform. To Shafin Diamond, he's CEO of Victory Square Technologies, trades on the CSC under VST for Friends of the US, VSQTF, and for Friends in Europe on Frankfurt under 6F6. Your job now, you've heard everything. There's no way that you don't think it sounds exciting, that's for sure but you got to do your due diligence. Step one, get over to Gorecom, get to the VST hub, take a look at the profile section there because we know it's not just a simple technology company, it's a conglomerate of many immersive cutting edge technology companies. We've got it really nicely laid out for you to get a big picture understanding. And then from there, link over to the Victory Square website. That's where you do your real deep dive and you get some powerful information, powerful visuals there. And that's how you do your due diligence. Do it, make sure of it. Just don't say a year from now, two years from now, five years from now that we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time. Thank you.